0: Those pass rushes work great now. That's exactly what we
1: want to do right there.
0: Hey, what defense is that? Sprout left exit, Richard Nixon. <laughs> Hell no.
1: It's the nickel and brine package. Ooh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> now here's your host, Nick and Brian. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to break down our current team formats. Uh, we're going to cover our draft order for this upcoming draft that we have. Actually, it's coming in just a couple of weeks. Uh, talk about some keepers, and I'd like to share uh, the past three years' worth of win-loss records for each team as we as we kind of deep dive into each individual performance of each of our 12 teams.
0: Yeah, Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, the draft in general. It's probably one of my favorite times of the year. I'm able to kind of at least feel like I outsmarted everybody because by the time the draft comes, I've made like at least five or six off-season trades. So it's kind of... I mean, I I remember last year, I didn't even draft until like the sixth round and everyone was like razzing me about it. I thought it was just the most ingenious thing ever. But uh,
1: (laughs) probably that's one word for it. I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll keep it with ingenious. I'm pretty much excited all year round to start talking with everybody in the league about their keepers, trading picks. I feel like everyone feels like I annoy everybody because I kind of go after them all the time. Like, hey, you want to make a trade? Hey, you want to make a trade? Hey, you want to make a trade? Hey, you want to make a freaking trade? Hey, you want to make a trade? and everyone is like, "You're not really." There's no off button for. Brian. Yeah, yeah, and it's. <laughs> I mean, everyone in the league knows this. I mean, Nick knows this. I mean, we've already been talking about trades, and, and we haven't even started, haven't even drafted yet. And I guess I'm just a little bit trade crazy. I know a lot of people I've talked to likes to shut off after the
1: after the Super Bowl, or they're knocked out of the playoffs, or league. Yeah, personally, I just need some time to decompress. You know, there's a, there's, <laughs> well, that's what happens when you lose all the time. Well, okay. <laughs> People
0: like me that make it top three every year into the, you know, the cold season. <laughs> so so anyway, let's dive into the league info and uh, format, Nick.
1: Yeah, so our league is a little bit different, especially than how it started We've done some pretty odd things throughout the years. Uh, We we even did a head coach one year. That was probably, no, not probably. That was undoubtedly the worst thing we've ever done. I've never seen that before, and I've never heard about it, and I feel like it would be good. It was not. It was the 2009 season. Basically the the idea is that the head coach was would score, you know, if, if you had the Patriots head coach. So if you had Bill Belichick on your fantasy team, you would gain points based on how much they beat the other team by, or if they lost, you'd lose points. I, it was pretty awful. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a large level of unpredictability in the, uh, NFL from week to week, uh, game to game, quarter to quarter, even. So, it was pretty awful, I would say. Um, so I'm thankful to say that this is the, I guess, tenth year that we have not had a head coach slot. Um, but right now, uh, we've we've done this keeper league. I think since 2013 is what I want to say. Uh, we've done the super flex, or maybe no, I've got those backwards. I think we did started keepers. In 2011, something like that. But uh, we now have a super flex to go along with our quarterback. So it's essentially a two quarterback league. Uh, we've had keepers where each team ha- gets two keeper picks every year that they can trade or use on players however they want. Um, but we did make the first two rounds unkeepable. Uh, so in other words, if you drafted somebody in the third round, you could keep them if you drafted somebody in the first or second round, you could not. Um, anybody that was picked up on the waiver wire that was undrafted would just count as a last round keeper. So there's a lot of strategy go- that's been going into that and it's made for some pretty dramatic trades throughout the years uh, since we've, <laughs> since we've implemented that and, and which will lead to some of the drama talks that we'll, we'll mention throughout the, the season. Um, we still do utilize a snake draft, something that we're kind of, we've been talking about a little bit more here and there about maybe, maybe not getting rid of the snake, but maybe having some, making some changes to that. But for now we still do a snake, uh, which is fully random. It's all based on a draft pick show that we do early in the season. Um, It is 12 teams with a half PPR. So that's pretty much it for our, our league format.
0: I always shot these ideas of trying to, Oh, Hey, let's like throw a ball. And then every like 12 balls out in the yard and see someone's dog, like bring back every single one in whatever order is of draft order or something like that. You know, like, Instead of just drawing out of the hat, kind of gets boring every year. But I'm just crazy Brian with crazy ideas all the time.
1: That's right. Don't forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean we we've kind of switched up the selection process, I I guess I would say. But everything has been, you know, as Brian has has explained, it's been the random order every year for the last. 14th season so yeah it's it's always been random uh it's something that we're maybe looking at changing but uh i wouldn't be surprised at all if it stays for a few more years
0: yeah people are kind of stuck in their ways but as someone that always ends up top three top two i always like the idea of doing an inverse draft where you know one through six drafts 12 through six next year and then the bottom six had to actually fight for something, which would be the sixth place would be the number one pick overall, et cetera, et cetera, down to, down to five or six or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thought, and I think something that we can talk about a little bit more. We've got, a, we've got some planned talk about some league changes we're thinking about making, and, and that might be a good topic for, for that episode. Um, but yeah. why don't we talk about some of the thoughts for the 2019 draft? And and let me just throw this out there. Uh the the first pick for the second year in a row, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be Brian. Um and so yeah, thoughts and prayers.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh definitely um something that's really interesting about being first overall uh this year is I uh, don't have Mikhail to swindle me out of a pick. Last year I I ended up trading him. I think it was my first overall pick. And I got his first overall pick and a couple other extra pick swaps for Jarek McKinnon. Wasn't the best.
1: Yeah, an interesting trade. Uh,
0: so I think this year I'm just going to stick to my guns here and just take the first overall pick, especially with all the Ezekiel Elliott and other top running back holdouts. So, um, but yeah, I'm really excited at the first overall pick again, and uh I'm gonna dumpster you guys
1: <laughs> well, uh, to Brian, to bring up your recent past, Brian's had a record of twenty and nineteen, so he's been just over five hundred the last three years combined. uh however, the last two years in two thousand and seventeen and in two thousand eighteen, he finished as the league runner up. More than that, he is a two time league champion. uh do you happen to know the two years that you? won the league. Uh,
0: I know it was back to back.
1: And I almost had a third finish
0: except Matt beat me by like, like .5 points.
1: Yeah, to my knowledge, your first title is still the only time that a team with a losing record in the regular season won the whole thing. Quite a miraculous playoffs. I think it was
0: 2014 and
1: 15. Seems about right. I can't remember though. Yeah, I think that uh, that seems right to me. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me. I was just going to say, why don't we go ahead and talk about our second pick?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second
1: pick is also important.
0: Uh, It comes out to the first. Uh, Go on, Nick. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. uh, If if you're into math stuff like that, I'm not. Um, So our second pick goes to a guy who is a uh, the only three time league champion. Um, He's had a 24 and 15 record combined the last three years. Um, his peak in the last three was in 2017. He finished as the third place team. Our second pick in the, in the draft this year is Matt. What are your thoughts on Matt as a fantasy footballer in our league?
0: Matt is a fantastic drafter. Now, every year Matt drafts, he always snags a couple of players that I really, really want. People like Matt have to be good drafters because they do not, do not want to trade. They refuse to trade. You know, it's a good strategy. A lot of the people in our league like that. But um, Matt specifically has won championships because he doesn't trade. And I think that just... I've gone on record before in our draft rooms saying that I think Matt is one of the most lethal drafters in our league. Hmm, That's interesting.
1: Although I would say I feel like Matt... Matt does trade. He's just not one to make the big blockbuster trades. I think he likes making more of the low-key trades.
0: Yeah, I mean, you really got to like break your own arm in order to get him to trade with you.
1: (laughs) I actually traded him last year, and I can't remember everybody. that I was thinking maybe it was Dalvin Cook for... I'm trying to remember if I got Brandon Cooks from Matt or if that was from somebody else. But I know I got Julie Nettleman in that trade, uh, which Mm. turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, Matt. Matt's definitely been a tough player. Uh, like I said, three-time league champion. You can't really argue with that. Shit. Oh
0: yeah, like Matt. Matt's a great fantasy football player. I mean, he, like I say before, the dude knows how to draft. I mean, like every single time he just snatches a player. I'm just happy. Like I hate drafting right next to him. Like what he's gonna do this year is because we're right next to each other. He's gonna snatch the people that I want, and I'm gonna end up snatching the people that he wants. And there's no way around it; it's going to happen. I'm reaching for my players, Matt.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty interested to see how it turns out. I, I, you know, I, I'm always up for an angry Brian reaction during the draft. <laughs> 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 All right, so picking third uh, is somebody who's been the butt of jokes for mikhail for many years now, but uh, really not so deserving of that anymore. Um, Taylor's our third pick this year. And let me just talk about some of what she's done over the last three years. Um, in 2016, she was our league runner up. She actually hasn't won a league title yet, but I feel like she's got to be getting close. Uh, listen to this record. She's 28 and 11 combined over the last three years, which is, that's phenomenal. She's done a really good job of putting together teams and, and, uh, I feel like making She's made a few trades that she hasn't totally lost. You know, some of the trades that she might have lost early on in in her fantasy football career, if you will. Um, she killed me winning. on
0: last year's trade, by the way. Like the trade I made with her in the beginning of the year, she killed me. <laughs> what uh, what trade was that? So I kept DeAndre Hopkins, Melvin Gordon, and I think I traded her Jarek McKinnon, or it was something like that. It, it, it was a three, and then I got. Alvin Kamara from her. I can't remember the other player I got from her, but I traded all those guys just for Alvin Kamara in the 18th round. And yeah. I think that was in week 2 or 3.
1: Yeah. Definitely paid a pretty steep price for the ability to have Kamara for 2 years. Yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't say you got nothing in that deal, but uh yeah, she got a she got a pretty nice haul. Well, I mean,
0: I, I, I just want to say that uh, without that trade specifically, I don't know if she would have made it to the playoffs or the championship. She has these, like, lucky trades and lucky draft picks she always has, and I don't know if they're lucky. Like, I, I don't know if there's, a, like, a process that she has. All of my discussions with Jake, it seems like she he doesn't think she has a process. <laughs> Somehow, she always lands on a late-round running back. Or like something absolutely bonkers. Like a couple years ago, she drafted Deshaun Watson in his rookie year. In the, I think it was the fourth, fourth round, fifth round. Yeah, it was. I just laughed. I was like, "Why are you drafting that guy?" I had been listening to like all these podcasts and all these like analysts saying that the dude has a noodle arm and he can't throw for for nothing, and he was behind tom savage the legendary tom savage mind you and i was i was so like he's not even the starting quarterback like how are you gonna do that i i don't remember what pick in the nfl draft he was so maybe the texans invested like so much capital that you know a first it's like rounder.
1: yeah he's a first yeah rounder.
0: but i don't know if he was like a top five pick or not i don't think so anyway she she has these crazy drafts and Somehow they always work out. Last year specifically, that trade um, worked out so good for her. She was like points leader for so long, and then Melvin Gordon went out, and then man, her season tanked. She wasn't able to pull out, pull out any other wins. Like it was just win, 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 and then as soon as Melvin Gordon went out, it was just she just went straight tank mode. She has a really high risk, high reward draft play style, and I love it like it obviously works out cuz she's consensus like top
1: 3 in points every year. Yeah, she's been killing it. No doubt. Um all right, so fourth in this this year's draft order is uh he's actually a returning champion. A little bit of a roller coaster, I guess you could say to put it nicely, um over the last three years, Jake, um he's our he's our number 4 pick. Uh last year was his first title, sort of broke a a very long string of losing or Actually, you know he's had some pretty good seasons mixed in there, but never actually was able to win it all. Um, so I was pretty, pretty happy for Jake last year that he could do that. His his three year record though is fourteen and twenty five. So uh, mixed in there is a one and twelve season of in two thousand seventeen. So somehow went from a one win season to a league champion in one year. He's had some pretty nice success with some of his uh, younger players. He's sort of known for drafting those rookie running backs and maybe rookie quarterbacks every now. Yeah, Jake.
0: Tank, Franson, uh, Tank. I think he was the bottom tier team. Like he was one in twelve, and then he ended up winning flukily. I might add. Like <laughs> I just, how do you win with Baker Mayfield last year? And I mean, then, and then he—that's what it was. He traded you. He traded you, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what it was.
1: If for for Sasquatch Barkley. Yeah, he gave me. Yeah, I gave him Saquad, but he gave me a lot of keeper options, though. Oh, that. yeah. Like, don't get me wrong.
0: Sony Michelle, uh, Jimmy G, those were great options. Like,
1: I Ridley was included oh, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I, I don't blame you for doing it. You can tell the teams that are going to go deep are the ones that make those last minute season trades. And sometimes I get good ones, sometimes I don't. Most of the time, I've come out on top of those, but man. Jake, like super powered his team
1: through that one last trade with you. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, I obviously huge uh, Saquon fan. I didn't want to trade him, but I I knew my season was uh, a long shot at the point where I did trade him. And I just felt like I had to get something Uh, with Barkley being my first my first round pick. I wasn't gonna be able to keep him anyway, so at least got something out of it. You know what remains to be seen exactly who I'm going to keep, but uh, a phenomenal trade that Jake made at the end of the year. He had the pieces to do it so okay moving on to the fifth pick uh this is a person oh, uh actually- just
0: real just real quick nick i do want to touch on that jake did draft uh travis kelsey in the second which is a total fluke amazing pick he like he picked travis kelsey the number one tight end not even close to any other person i can't even imagine the thought process on that, like he had to like say, okay, Patrick Mahomes is gonna throw for fifty touchdowns and like over four thousand yards. I gotta draft this guy. Like, how can you even know that? It, it just blows my mind. And then not only did he do that, but he took Derrick Henry in the second or third, which he had an abysmal year until like last six weeks. Yeah, until the last six weeks, where the Titans were like, you know what? We're the Tennessee Derrick Henrys. You know, we're we're not in the Titans anymore. I mean, so, he's kind like, of
1: a Titan. He's pretty... He's oh, large. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Dude's dude's ginormous, massive. But I just want to put that out there. And then in the next couple of rounds, he took Evan Ingram. So he had two, like, top projected, two top five tight ends that he just kept on his roster all year. And it it was just... All I'm trying to get at is that he he fluked this, this championship win. I deserve that championship win. <laughs> I might be a little bitter... It's okay. We're
1: moving on to Waylon. Yeah, I was wondering when that was coming. So, yeah, our fifth our fifth pick this year in the twenty nineteen draft is going to the person who actually has the best record of the last three years, a uh, combined record of twenty nine and ten, which is just phenomenal. I mean, you're talking almost three times more wins than losses. Uh, he has one league title, which w- happened in two thousand seventeen, but always puts together a front runner. It seems. Um, And that's Waylon. So what are your thoughts on Waylon's team? So Waylon's
0: team last year was uh, a lot of my fault. I made a trade with him early, like, I think it was week four or something. It was like right after the Taylor trade. Mm -hmm. I, I gave him Andrew Luck, Antonio Brown for Patrick Mahomes, and he's like, the entire time I'm negotiating with him over these things, he he's like, Brian, you got to pay the iron price for <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. And I'm just like, oh, God, dude, I'm going to regret the the shit out of this. And what ends up happening? Andrew looks like the second highest scoring quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. he gets it together. And then Antonio Brown had a low point. And I was like, is Antonio Brown washed? Is Juju taking over? And then he started scoring like no one's business. Wayland's team. Is always really good, but he always makes really good trades. Waylon is a very calculated, meticulous trader, and he likes to look at projected points, points per game. Like, if I lose this player, how am I going to make up those points for this player? So he's he he's a very uh, calculated trader. Him and I always trade at least once or twice a year, and Dylan always complains about it. Like, oh, that's 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 uh. What's it called? Collusion. Um, Collusion. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm just like, dude, it's not collusion. I want these players. He wants these players. It'll work. Anyway, to wrap up, Waylon's a a terrible
1: drafter, but (laughs) he gets trades done and he gets the team he wants. Yeah, it's interesting because I know for a couple years there, at least a stretch, um, Waylon used to name his team Team No Trades. Yeah, yeah, it's just... Now he's uh he's very adept at trading and and uh, he he doesn't really ever he he doesn't accept anything less than a crushing defeat, you know when when he trades he you're he's going to win the trade and you're going to lose is kind of what it seems like. All right, so Evan is our sixth pick and he's had a very consistent if unremarkable last three years mediocre four wins five wins six wins in the last three years for a total of 15 uh with 24 losses he has never won the league um but i tell you what i i don't know I, I don't know what it is if he just is an unlucky guy or what but i know he's put together some good teams i don't know if maybe he just loses more trades than he wins i, I don't know what it is about evan but i feel like i always have faith in evan somehow and maybe this will be evan's year i mean Am I crazy, I mean,
0: he reminds me of the Jeff Fisher, like he's the Jeff Fisher of our league, like he strives for the eight and eight year, you know, like <laughs> let me make a playoffs and then lose right in the first round, like <laughs> like that's his goal, I feel like did he have one championship no he he hasn't won i I swear I thought I was looking through the history and I thought he won or he might- he, he he's been a runner up yeah he's yeah been a runner yeah, up. yeah, so he must have come really close mm mm-hmm. um but. Evan's really odd. Like he has a super fascination with one of the highest powered offenses in the league, where with like the Saints. And somehow owning like two to three Saints every single year in and out, he doesn't come close to like points leader. And he always drafts a risky uh RB in like the first couple rounds. And then he'll draft like these satellite backs, like Theo Riddick or, um, I'm, it's escaping me right now. But oh, um, oh God, I just had it. <laughs> it was, uh, it was Filler? A, no, it was a satellite back. It, he, he caught passes for, that's what
1: satellite backs do.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't remember. He had Duke, Duke Johnson. Duke on the Browns. He always had Duke Johnson or or uh or Theo Riddick as like as his like RB two. And that's kind of like his draft strategy is he goes all in on uh quarterbacks. Like last year he went uh Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton. Both had a very down year. So that sucks on his part.
1: Yeah, I think that's just bad luck. Yeah, I mean that's that's really bad luck. That's part of fantasy is bad luck. It is, yeah. And he's I would say then he's got probably one of the unluckier teams over the last couple years, unfortunately. Um speaking of some bad luck, uh drafting <laughs> after drafting after Evan is Mark, uh who actually Oh, Mark. Yeah, he's he's had a rough go of it. Um he is a league champion, I want to say it was in 2011 or yeah, it was 2011. It was the year that we actually tried 14 teams in our league, and we never did that again because a 14-team two quarterback league is just bonkers, awful. Uh, it's it's not good. So I I don't recommend it if you're if you're thinking about it. Don't don't do it. Okay. But uh, Mark did win that year. Um, the last three years, though, unfortunately, he's gone 13 and 26. So he's uh, he's got half as as many wins as he has losses over the last three years. So. Um, yeah, you know, one thing I think that's really hurting Mark, and maybe this is just uh, just me talking here, I think I think his team name is just really not helping him. Team Packers. Team Packers. Just, to, I mean, just an idea. Maybe I'm spitballing here, but um, could it be that his team is rebelling against him for having such an awful <laughs> team name? Uh, p- potentially. I mean, <laughs> I mean. What do we have to do to get him to... to to change it you know do i do i threaten to kick him out of the league i think we need to like come
0: up with a better name and just present it to him like yeah we just need to name shame him a little bit and then also he probably needs to stop trading me although although the trade that i did last last year at the very end of the of the year it was david johnson for juju smith schuster he's keeping juju smith schuster in the fifth round which juju smith schuster this year for all you people that don't know, AB left Pittsburgh and Juju Smith Schuster's projected top five wide receiver this year. And I believe it. And I mean, Ben's got to throw that ball somewhere because of that one trade. It might be my fault. Mark goes positive this year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, it's funny you say that, that he traded you because, uh, you know, I can't get him to ever talk to me about trades. Um, we were both kind of in the basement last year and, Uh, he wanted, or maybe it was two years ago. I actually didn't have quite as awful of a year, two years ago as I did last year, but he wanted to, I wanted to trade him for the Bengals defense or some defense that he had. It was, it was literally just a defense. That was all I was going for. Um, and quote unquote, you know, or he wanted quote unquote T Y Hilton or better. And then he wanted me to trade the defense back after that one week that I needed them. So basically I'd be giving him T Y T Y Hilton for a one week defensive special teams rental. Oh geez, that was the, that was when I said, you know what?
0: <laughs> that's a mega yikes. Did he do a hashtag art of the deal after that?
1: Oh, I mean, Cause I like I that's don't...
0: what he did to me. <laughs> like, I offered him a trade, and then he rebuttaled and said, no, I want what you offered times two. And hmm. he said, hashtag art of the trade. Wow. And I'm just like, all right, Mark. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I hope you uh, win some games this
1: year. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's that's about all you can do, I think.
0: If Mark, if you win, it's my fault. You're welcome.
1: Well, in that same vein as the uh, Art of the Deal, we've got uh, my my brother-in-law Dylan will be drafting next, <laughs> uh, which is the the eighth pick. Good segue. Good segue. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dylan, I, I want to say this is Dylan's fourth year. So, uh, but in the last three years, uh, he's gone 22 and 17, uh, four shots of the title hasn't quite come down with it yet, but had some pretty solid teams. Looks like he actually had 10 win team in uh 2016, five wins in 2017, and then seven again in 2018. The last two years, a little bit more mediocre, but, um, he's kind of somebody I feel like he puts together pretty under the radar teams myself. Uh, I usually look at his roster after the draft and be like, geez, you like those players? And then he ends up beating me. So, Well,
0: Dylan, his philosophy, everything he built his team around is make the playoffs. I don't care how I make the playoffs. I want to make the playoffs. And he has the most kookiest takes on players. And that's why it's so difficult to trade him. But man, does he trade at neck breaking speed? Like if he likes somebody, he'll get him. Yeah.
1: He doesn't wait for any qualifying offers. Yeah,
0: like sure. he doesn't care. Like I remember I traded him Brand or uh Tariq Cohen for Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks was a second round pick that year. I've just picked Tariq Cohen right off the right off the waiver wire. And he he saw him play one time and was like that kid's special. I want that kid <laughs> on my team. That kid's on my team now.
1: Brandon Cooks, bye. Yeah. Which is impressive for, I mean, he's a he's a Packers fan.
0: Yeah, exactly. And kudos to Dylan. I used to trade him so much, and he's a he's a dirty trader. I don't mean that in like Dirty Trader. Oh, trader. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so so like he <laughs> he trades quick, fast, and he gets teams assembled. I respect him for that and he does what he feels like he has to do to win and I like that in a fantasy player.
1: Yeah, I think he's... uh, I don't know. I I, I say maybe he should get a little more credit on the week-to-week thing. He seems like he's pretty pretty good at that. Terrible drafter, though. (laughs) Well, speaking of uh, terrible drafters... (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm going, going the other way with this one. Luke is our ninth pick. He puts more stock in the draft than maybe anybody else because... He does not really like to trade. He's a lot like Matt. Yeah, I think I think he trades less than anybody else in the league. You know, he went with a different strategy last year, uh, which was basically to trade out of the first two rounds, a very bold strategy and it did not pay off for. He went 4 and 9 last year, 18 and 21 over the last 3 years combined, but um that 2016 season actually resulted in his first league title so um still doing a little bit better than me in recent history um so i guess i can't knock him too hard for that but but yeah we're talking about a guy who who doesn't really fit in with the the frenetic trade paces
0: yeah he really really drafts the same players every single year aj green ty hilton mitchell trubisky LaShawn mccoy
1: matt ryan
0: those players are over the hill (laughs) <laughs> I mean, not not like Mitchell Trubisky, but I'm talking like Leshawn LeSean McCoy. Like the process is there. I don't know what the process is. I don't think he had ever explained it to me. I don't know if I can comprehend his process. He's a decent drafter, I'd say, a little under decent drafter, and a terrible trader.
1: Yeah, I actually I will say I, I traded Luke this this season, uh, this past season. It was the first time I've ever traded with him. Uh, I can't remember how many le- how many years he's been in the league, but. I want to say it's close to six years or so. Um, and yeah, this was the first time I traded him. It, it, was, it was mind-blowing. I was, I'd almost given up on being able to trade with him because he just doesn't, he doesn't want to trade. Um, but he had a gaping hole of a need at tight end, uh, and I had George Kittle and Eric yeah, Ebron. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I was
1: able to actually pry you know, one of his backup running backs away for Eric Ebron because uh, I needed a something.
0: Luke is a very good fantasy football player. So don't get me wrong on what I'm saying. He has opinions on guys just kind of similar to Dylan, but he's not as quick of a trader. Like he's really meticulous with his trades. Like he thinks about the the people. I know Dylan um, asks Luke about trades a lot. And mm-hmm. then um, I think he asked Dylan as well. Um, I think it's just one of those things where like, he has to. He's starting to open up about trading a lot more in the recent years, so I'm really happy to see that.
1: Yeah, I think the difference between Dylan and Luke is that uh, Dylan is much quicker to, I guess, cut ties, whereas Luke is kind of more like, well, maybe, yeah, maybe it's just a one-week slump or two-week slump or whatever, and so he'll hang on to people, um, which is kind of what I've I found myself doing um, and hating myself for it. So. Uh, But speaking of me, I'm next. Um, I actually, (laughs) I draft 10th this year. I'm a two-time league champion, uh, but my last title came in 2010. So I want to say I won in 2007 and 2010, both titles riding uh, the GOAT, TB12 to uh, the number one spot. So kind of uh, sentimental on this. I just maybe I just need to to not go with uh, Tom Brady anymore. Maybe that's as simple as I as as it has to be. But uh, my combined record over the last three years is 17 and 22, so something I'm not very proud of. Um, and obviously, I can I can talk a bit about my strategies. I think. Do, the draft Do you want has me changed. to like kind
0: of analyze you and then rebuttal to that?
1: Me tell you how wrong you are? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
0: So. I've always told you I don't think Tom Brady's that good for fantasy, and it's because he's getting older, they don't want to throw as much, they want to run, 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 and then towards the end of the year, they'll start throwing when they have to. A lot of teams don't like have the preparation to beat the Patriots, so that's why typically they just run, run, and they don't have to throw at all. Like You might get lucky, and I don't know how many one-touchdown games he had or zero-touchdown games he had, but it had to be more than at least seven. That's not good for a fantasy quarterback. So I always thought that you keeping him and Mariota was just huge blows to your team every single year.
1: Well, just to to throw that in there, I did not keep Mariota.
0: Oh, that's right. You traded Andy Dalton for him, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so stay away from him. That's my advice to you. Brady obviously has been a tremendous fantasy football asset throughout his career, but yeah, he's... He's been throwing less, like you've said, and, and being less efficient uh, in terms of touchdown productions and stuff like that. So, um, I do think, though, uh, 2017, I want to say he was still a top 10 QB uh, that I got in the third round. So in our league, a top 10 QB for third-round pick isn't too bad, uh, but it's definitely not a light the world on fire kind of keeper pick. Yeah, obviously I'm very partial to Mariota because uh, he's he's that's my quarterback, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> He's not figured it out yet. Unfortunately, I think maybe this will be his year. Uh, it's the best chance he's had. I think to ha- to make this, this will be his, be his year. year. If it's not, he's he's kaput. That's true. I mean, he might be he might be a backup uh, on some other team.
0: But anyway, like what I was saying with he, with you, you're a very meticulous trader as well. Like how Whalen is. Like you're very calculated. You you don't really neck break speed at all. Like like you're very slow. Very slow honestly helps you because you really try to break down every single player like you take an offer and then you kind of "Mm, that makes sense Mm, that makes sense you're one of the only people in this league that actually sits down and says hmm i kind of like that player but i would like this player instead or maybe this other and i really like that about trading with you because most of the trades that i've had with you they felt very very fair
1: yeah, I I don't feel like I've had a f- a trade that's really blown up in my face or blown up in the other person's face. I don't know if that's that it's probably one of the reasons why I haven't won a title in a while. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you need know? the
0: more landslide trades on your part.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the I would say the closest thing would be the trade with Jake last year because I I ended up trading but that, you know, the idea was I was trading for future production, not right. current production. So, but yeah, I would agree with with the trading aspect. I do think out my trades for quite a long time and I don't rush to anything. And I think last
0: year, I can't speak for any of the other years, but I know your draft strategy is ADP-based. Mm-hmm. Whenever someone's passed up so much, you bend the knee and take them. Something that stood out to me last year was Alshon Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Like I remember you taking him in like round 7 or 8 or something like that, and he was projected round 5. And you're like, well, I guess I got to do it, guys. or or something like that it it was absolutely ridiculous where you got him and he proved to be a fantastic um player once you traded him to taylor
1: right right he did i think he had one good week for me but then i traded him away and i can't remember what i got for him but i i was initially pretty okay with the trade and then he went off for like two weeks in a row and i was like well maybe i'm maybe i'm an idiot jordan howard I, re- I remember I think Jordan Howard was in- ended up on your team. It would make sense because I was in need of a running back um, after Dalvin Cook just proved to be like made of glass. So all right, but that enough about me. Let's cut the crap on that. And um Derek obviously took over for uh, Mikhail last year. The record is not entirely Derek's, um but he actually ties for Mark in uh, the worst record, uh, thirteen and twenty six. Combined for zero league titles so far, uh, that was definitely the curse of the of the league manager, I would say, because uh, Mikhail was a very, very good trader in terms of getting great players on his team. Our longtime joke was that Mikhail had the best team on paper. They just didn't have any chemistry together, and so they couldn't win any titles. But
0: they would also always
1: get injured like I don't know how
0: like I think he had like five first round picks one year and they all got injured
1: yeah he's had some just of the worst luck and and I can attest to that I mean I went three and ten last year so in my first year as as league manager so uh yeah I think there there might be something to this league manager curse and but Derek I will say Derek last year took over for, for Mikhail um finished third in his first ever season going six and seven
0: awesome did a, an amazing job it was cool. It was really cool. there's so much good stuff I could say about Derek. Like the guy came in, not knowing anything about fantasy football. We all helped him. We all tried to bring him up to speed. He was having a great time. Like Mikhail set him up so well for uh, success in in this year because of his keepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great team, even though he wasn't he didn't know what to do. He was asking for advice. We were all giving him the best advice that we thought that we thought was great. He was very gun-shy on trading, and then he got a taste for it and just boom, 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 boom. I love the fact that he's taking that and he's running with it. The fact that he was able to finish third just is amazing. But, man, did he wheel and deal this year. Like There were some really controversial trades between him and Waylon, and Dylan was just going absolutely bonkers
1: about it. as, As he's known to do.
0: And then I also made a trade with Derek as well for Tyree Kill, and he went bonkers about it as well. I, most of the league went bonkers about it. I don't remember the exact trade. I think it was like Aaron Jones and somebody else.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a clear win for you, um, but I guess it didn't turn out as bad as we would have originally thought.
0: Man, Derek, just joining the league, first time ever playing fantasy football, finishing third, upsetting Waylon, the number one team. In the league last year, highest mm-hmm. points upset Wayland. Yeah, Blew my mind. Like, I cannot believe how crazy that was. It was the biggest upset. Like, I think Derek was the eighth-ranked team. Like, he just squeaked into the playoffs. And he upset Wayland. Like, it was, it was absolutely crazy. That was a fantastic season from Derek, and I can't wait for the years to come.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he seemed to really get into it. And, uh, you know, he even told us he... He followed football, but not nearly as closely. Fantasy football got him to do that more. Just involved him in in the group, which was really fun. I've I've enjoyed the time getting to spend with Derek. On to pick twelve. Uh, the last member of our of our league is the Eric. most mediocre. <laughs> you <laughs> forgot is, that. Uh, arguably been the most mediocre i guess you could say um but he actually you know believe it or not he's been okay the last two years uh, i think I, I mentioned it in the draft show that uh, he, he's got this pact going where uh he's got to keep his team name as my team is super bad with the uh seth from uh, the super bad movie uh as his profile picture um he's got to keep that until he wins a league title Uh, He's got zero league titles, but over the last three years, he's got a record of 21 and 18. So he is actually over 500 uh, in the last three years. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think Ethan was I'm going to be harsh on him for a bit here because uh, he's a good friend of mine from high school and I feel like I can. Uh, He was really, really awful when he first started playing (laughs) fantasy football. There's no two ways about it, but I really do think that he's been. He's been thinking things through more uh, in the last several years, and so I, I do feel like I've seen a progression from Ethan in terms of becoming a better fantasy football player. He has definitely had some bad luck in there. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Ethan will have a league title at some point. I don't know if it'll be this year necessarily, but maybe it will. I don't know. So I'm gonna start out saying I love Ethan because he's my go-to
0: trade toy. Like <laughs> I love talking trades with Ethan. He's so difficult to get a response from. But when I do, it's just like like, let's go. Let's let's make a trade. And I love that about him. But the problem with Ethan is he puts together these teams that on paper are really good, but they just underperform week in, week out. It's that chemistry. I don't know. Yeah, I like I, I, I have no idea what the problem is. Ethan's a really good trader, he's really methodical as well. I don't know if this is his year. I can't remember his keepers off the top of my head, but I do remember that it's um, Jared Goff. Oh, I think it's he. He potentially has Kenny Galladay. I think he was touting.
1: Yep, and Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, Kirk Cousins as well, and Vance McDonald. So he has some options. But I'm definitely going to be hitting people up for their keeper picks probably in the
1: next couple weeks. Well, keep me in mind. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Uninterrupted plug there. Nobody else can stop me. Nobody else can stop me from saying that. So,
0: <laughs> I miss Ethan. I wish you moved back to St. Louis, but I understand. I don't want to live here either. So, <laughs> anyway, back to fantasy. Yep,
1: yep. So that's that's all twelve uh picks again in order: Brian, Matt, Taylor, Jake, Waylon, Evan, Mark, Dylan, Luke, Nick, Derek, and Ethan. That's that's kind of an in depth uh, look at each of our teams. Maybe next time we'll talk about some keepers.
0: Yeah, I think we're I think we're gonna go into depth of more of um, like the keepers on each team, the potential keepers, uh, what round they're kept, how many years they've been kept, and um, if I think your keeper sucks or if it's gonna be really good. And I think that's gonna be a very interesting episode.
1: Yeah, it could be a lot of fun. All right, uh, that's gonna do it for us for this episode. So I hope we'll see you next time as we talk about some keepers and some other league delicacies if you will <laughs> and uh once again thanks for listening bye the thing i was looking at last night in my magazines was Eminem and dr gray you see they've kind of they've kind of merged together and it's like a package it's like the nickel and grime package podcast